Hey friends, this is Joe Barlow, and welcome to my podcast. I'm glad you joined me. On this podcast, my goal is that you would draw closer to the Father God, that you would know Jesus Christ, and that you would experience the power of the Holy Spirit here in this earth. God bless. I got my friend John King here with me. And we're talking about marriage and family. So we do marriage and family Mondays. So he's here with me for the full month of November, helping us out, talking about communication and marriage. Mm-hmm. And I've been learning a lot. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, John. Well, learning never stops. Um, I thought that after, I've been married 37 years. I thought that maybe after 10 years, things would be on automatic. You know, that you learn this and then you just go smooth through. What I found out is I work as hard on my marriage today as I did 30 years ago. Why? Because you're changing over time. Um, The things you like and dislike, they change. Even food you used to enjoy, maybe now you don't enjoy and you've got new. And so marriage is something that you constantly work on. You you really have to um, know how to listen. Hearing, just listening is so important because what what you want to do and, you know, if you're born again, if you've got the Spirit of God in you, you can actually discern. You can actually tell spiritually what's going on, whether there's strife there, whether there's an issue. You want to hear, you want to listen to what the person is saying, and then you want to get wisdom from God to speak, to, to give, you know, your opinion, whatever it may be, in such a way that doesn't create strife. So we've been talking about communication, the different ways a man and a woman communicates, and we want to kind of stay right in that vein. We talked about, um, on that last program, we talked a little bit about Job uh, not calling his wife foolish when she said, curse God and die. But he said, uh, you're speaking like a foolish woman. In other words, you're not a foolish woman, so you know, don't talk that way, right? So, uh, and then we talked a little bit about Abraham and, and Sarah when Sarah said, you know, um, this sin or, or with Ishmael laughing at her. Uh, she she just was upset because Abraham, which was a uh, a whole idea that, that Sarah came up with, she was mad about that now. But Abraham said, "Hey, Sarah, Sarah, listen, your maid servant, she's in your hand. Do whatever you want." And that translated um, to Sarah that you're the only one. Abraham saying to Sarah, "You're the only one who's important to me. That woman, even wow. though she had my son, you're the one who's important to me." And so that's a language of love. He spoke her, her language. But one, one other uh, person I want to bring out is Abigail. Uh-huh. Abigail. Amen. She spoke a man's language to David. <clears throat> and you have to go back into 1 Samuel and chapter 25. And you'll see where uh, Abigail, she was married and her husband Nabal. Was, was Nabal. And what did that name mean? Fool. Fool, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Poor <sorry>. guy. <laughs> he was rich, though. He was rich. He was a rich fool. Uh, but his parents was, were prophetic. <laughs> Whoever named him had, had the gift of prophecy. Yeah. Okay, because he was a fool. But what, what had happened in this particular instance is David was still running from Saul. Yes. And he had his men with him. And these, these were men you did not want to run up. Oh, no. On to at scary. You know, yeah, they were scary. I mean, you know, one man can take out eight hundred. Okay, these were violent men 
who had attitudes, okay? <laughs> and so what happened is David's men, they, they, they were running, they were in a certain area, which was Nabal's. Uh, he actually um, owned this property, and he had livestock and everything. Yeah. And so David sent his men and said, hey, you know, we've protected your livestock. Nothing went missing while we've been in your area. Could you please give us some food, some things to eat or whatever? And Nabal said, hey, I don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, I don't owe you nothing. You know, I'm not giving you anything. Did he do something to the men? I don't know. No, he didn't really. He just he just spoke down at him. Yeah, he just spoke so like, down to him. So, like, you guys are nothing to me. Right. You know, you, you, you somebody's running away from their master, like, accusing David. Right. Like, he's running away from his master. Right. Well, who are you? Yeah, who are you? And so, David didn't take this too lightly. <laughs> David said, okay, I'm going to wipe out him and everything and, and everything in his household. And so um, the servants of that household got wind of that, and they went and told Nabal's wife, Abigail. Yeah. And so Abigail had wisdom enough to go before those men reached that house yep. and talk to David. She brought a bunch of gifts. She brought, first of all, she brought a food. bunch of gifts, food. <laughs> what did that say? That, that said, listen, I count you as someone to be honored. Yep. That's the first thing that spoke. That's without her speaking a word. Yeah. So her actions spoke the word. And if you look at 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, concerning the wives, listen, don't let the admiration or the drawing be the uh, adorning of the hair or the way you dress. It says that even if a man is not operating in the will of God, even if he's after the will of God, the, out of the will of God, the way you're going to win him over is without a word, but with your conversation. Yeah. So she started out without speaking a word, but her actions said, I honor you. And what does it say concerning the husbands? It says, husbands, love your wives like you love your own body. But what does it say concerning the wives? It says, wives, see that you honor yeah. or that you respect your husband. Why? Because men receive the language of honor. That's right. We are actually drawn to it. Yep. And that's why it gives the example also in that first Peter, that third chapter, it says, Sarah even called her husband Lord. Lord. Now, don't do it. <laughs> Men, fellas, don't even try that, please, because you know, uh, we're counseling enough as it is. We don't we don't want to have to help you out of that. And we don't want okay. you to be dead either. Right. We don't want you to, <laughs> we do funerals, but we don't want to do yours. So Abigail confronts goes before David, brings gifts, but listen to her language, the way she speaks, okay? And so I'm just reading, uh, I'm going to start at the 28th verse of chapter 25 of 1 Samuel. It says this, this is, this is her speaking to David. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. Hey friends, let me just interject here. If you are interested in more materials that I would have to offer, I have music, I have online classes, I have writings, I have books, and I have an online daily show on Facebook. You can learn about all of that. 
you just go over to josephbarlow.com. Let's get back to the message. For the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. So now she's speaking a prophetic word. She's saying, listen, I know God is with you. And I know that God is going to prosper you. This is her speaking a language of honor and respect. She says, because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord and evil is not found in you throughout your days. So she's saying, listen, you're perfect and upright before God. And really she's saying, I know this. And because I know this, I'm going to honor you the same way. I, I got to say right here. Go. <clears throat> I believe, or at least I know it for myself, but I do believe this is of men. Okay. That we respond more to honor than we do to love. Absolutely. I mean, love is like, okay, well, thank you. You know, that's awesome. I feel, thank you. I, I appreciate being loved. Right. But if you honor me, it takes me to a completely Absolutely. different place of of strength and, and ability to bless. Yes. I am so glad you said that. Men translate respect into I love you. Yeah. When you, wife, when you honor them and respect them, in them, they say, my wife loves me. And what you do is you separate yourself from every other woman. A lot of times when, uh, when there's an affair in the house and that, that man you know, is drawn to another woman, it's not the woman, it's the language she uses. And so men are drawn to a language of honor. Um, I, I didn't want to get too far off of this, but... This woman, you know, at, is at, this man is at, say he's at his job, and his boss is getting on him about something, you know. And, and he gets home, and he says, man, you know, I had a rough day at work. You know, my boss is saying that if I don't do this or I don't do that, you know, he's threatening me. And, and, and that, wife, that wife says, well, listen, you just, you need to man up. You need to get yourself together. Don't be acting like, he, you know, so she's kind of talking down to him. Don't be acting like you're a child or something. You stand up to him. Okay. He gets back to work, and he's got his head down. Secretary says, hey, what's going on? She says, you know, the boss has got on my case and, and all of this. And, you know, and she says, well, what did your wife say about it? She said, I need to man up. You know, I need to don't quit acting like a child. Then this secretary says, what? Doesn't she know how hard you work? Doesn't she know that the hours that you put in, and now he's being drawn not because of the way she looks. Because of honor. Because of her speech. That's right. That language is drawing him. And then he looks at her. But it's, it's the talk that's drawing him. And so here Abigail is speaking a yes. man's language to David. First she brings him gifts. Now she's saying, hey, God is with you. God is going to use you, right? I'll just continue the 29th verse. The 30th verse says, And it shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you ruler over she knew. Israel. She knew. That this will be no grief to you, 
nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause. So now she brings her husband into it and says, listen, God is going, you're going to be a ruler. And you're going to look back at this little incident and it's going to be so small. It's going to be so insignificant that you don't even need to waste your time or bring anything that might be considered a reproach because you're much greater than that. Man, oh man. She was talking his language. She was talking his language. And because this woman had an understanding of that, she saved her whole household. Look at what David says. David says this, um, verse 32. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice. And blessed are you because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hastened and come to me to meet me, surely by morning light, no males would have been left to Nabal. So David received from her hand what she had brought. So here she's come. This man was ready to kill. That's right. He was ready to wipe out people. And she went from that red, took him from that red, yep. and brought him all the way down, yeah. calmed that whole thing. And now, you know, as the story goes, later on, he when Nabal died, <laughs> died, guess what? <laughs> David went and found that woman. <laughs> a language of respect draws a man to you. Wow. The language of love draws that woman, men, to you. And that honor, through that yes. honor, through that communication, it'll destroy strife. It won't have a I, place. I got to tell you, even, even as a teenager yes. reading that passage, and if you were to take all the women in the Bible that you read about, mm -hmm. why is it that in effect as a teenager, I literally kind of had a crush on Abigail? Yeah. Because Man. she was talking, and all of a sudden I felt like, yeah, that's the kind that I really want. And, and let me tell you something. The reason, another reason why at 15, because you're a man. Right. Because you're a male. I'm talking mothers, the way you talk to your sons. If you speak to them in a language of respect and honor, it'll draw your sons to you. That's, that's right. Wow. Um, wow. That's, that's amazing. Uh, one real quick story. One time, uh, Nancy uh, and we had a young lady uh, homeschooling our, our kids, and Nancy called and said, you got to come and talk to one of our sons. He's just not obeying. Mm. And so I was driving home at lunch, and I was going to give him a talk, you know? Mm -hmm. And while I was driving, the Lord said, respect. Mm. That's all he said, respect. Wow. And, wow. and I knew exactly. I said, and so I sat this young lady down, and Nancy, I said, now listen, I'm not going to talk to Andrew. Mm. Oh, I just gave away which, one, which son it was. Mm. I'm not going to talk to him. I want to talk to you. Mm. If you will talk to him with respect, he will respond. Mm. But right now, he feels disrespected. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's disobeying. I'm not disagreeing with you. Mm -hmm. But if he feels respected, he will rise up. Mm. That's the whole deal. Wow, that was a random word knew, for that. God knew how he made men. Yes. And uh, it's just the way it is. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the way that And we're not jerks change. because of it. We're, we are God's creation. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, but it's a humbling thing for a woman to have to give him respect. 
but yeah, it's, that's it okay too. Yeah, and it's not her language. Right. So she have to um, get that from God. Yes. Women, you'd have to slow down, and when you're getting ready to speak, judge your words. We talked about it before. This is so important. Yeah. The righteous studies how to answer. Judge your words. Yes. And then make sure, all you have to do is just realign the way you're saying it. You, yep. you, you can still communicate it, but you're going to begin to change your words in such a way that it's palatable, that they'll receive it from you. That's good. Amen. Well, Heavenly Father, thank you for all of our friends who are watching. Yeah. Lord, I ask you to minister peace, yeah. peace, peace right now. I just want to encourage you, friends, as you're listening, even as I'm praying, just yield to this word. Mm -hmm. Because right now there's a battle. I can feel it going on in some of your hearts, mm -hmm. saying, I don't want to do this. Wow. I don't want to go on with this. I, I, but I just want to encourage you, if you yield to this, there's peaceable fruit. There's fruit of peace in your marriage. So Father God, bless them. Help them to change their thinking on this. Minister to their hearts so that they would know that this is good and right in Jesus' name. Friends, we love you. We're praying for you. Keep praying Amen. for us, all right? We'll see you next time. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that message. I've been praying for you, and I'm going to keep praying for you, because I really believe that the truths that I shared today have to get really deep in your heart. And if you need more information, or if there's any way I can help, please reach out to us at www.josephbarlow.com.